Good Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, how are you, buddy? Doing great today. Nice to see you. How was your week? It was really good and very active. The market is just crazy right now. Yeah, I bet. Uh, boy, just I, I, last week was a great show. I'm learning so much about, you know, how how the market is, has just changed. It's really become, you know, the the seller's market. You know, it has. Who would have thought a year or two years ago, Connecticut real estate would be on fire like it is? I think it has a lot to do with COVID and how a lot of people from New York have just moved into Connecticut. And Connecticut, the middle class of Connecticut. And they've been saying this for years. It's, they're getting squeezed out of the state. They're mm-hmm. moving out. But instead of having this high inventory, people from New York, so maybe a higher income uh, uh, demographic of people are moving in. We could ultimately one day see the return of the uber wealthy be living in Connecticut. We'll see. We'll see. As prices continue to go up, definitely is making an impact on who can and cannot afford properties here. How soon can someone refinance after buying a home? So there's really not an exact answer. I mean, you could go and refinance a month after buying your house. Would you qualify? Probably not. And most of the mortgage guidelines are written in a way where in order to use the current appraised value versus the purchase price, the minimum amount of time is really going to be six months. And I I want to tell you about a particular client that actually did that, uh, where they bought a house, they did some work, and they were able to tap the equity. Because a lot of people think, oh, I can't do that. I have to have the house for you know 10 years, that sort of thing. So a particular client of mine had come to me uh, – they were looking for a house in Roxbury, Connecticut. Definitely a higher, yeah. you know, higher priced area there sure. in Litchfield County. They bought a house in the middle of 2019. They paid 320,000 for a house. Needed a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. Um at that time they got a 4 and a quarter percent interest rate, which was very good on a 30-year mortgage back, back then. Back then, yeah. Uh they put a 5% down payment and it was a conventional mortgage. It wasn't an FHA or VA, some of the other loans we've talked about. But after they bought the house, they knew they wanted to do some renovations. They were very handy. So uh this gentleman went and spent about $40,000 uh, which he ended up financing through credit cards. He had a Home Depot card, Lowe's, oh, all this. high interest rate. Very high. Oh, why very would he do high. that? It was his only real source of financing. Couldn't uh, he have incorporated that into the mortgage? Well, though? he did in the end, but he had just bought the house. So he didn't have the equity in the house, and he had just bought it. So he could not incorporate it into the mortgage No, I don't mean, it, I don't mean with a home equity loan. I mean, like, when he, when he met with you and said, right, I want to buy this house for this much, but I want the mortgage to be for this much because I want to do 40- That's a renovation loan. That's different. He didn't want to do that because- You can't incorporate the two into one mortgage loan? There Again, it's called a renovation loan. It's much more difficult to get those loans. There's a lot more strict criteria uh, to do that. So he wanted to get the house as is because when you go in with that type of loan, sometimes the seller, the realtors involved, there's a lot more moving parts. He wouldn't have been able to buy the house with that. So he bought it with a conventional mortgage. The house could be lived in. It was just fine. He just knew he wanted to do some upgrades on it. So he spent some money over the course of several months improving the house to the tune of $40,000. Uh, and that was really, he started it pretty much right away, but he ended up going over the course of about a year that he did these improvements from when he bought the house in mid-2019 until around March of 2020. You know, right around when the pandemic was starting was when he had this great dream home, but then he had all this credit card debt. We had seen 
that the market in his area, he knew when he bought it, this is a diamond in the rough. Every house on this street and in the area was going for 450, 550 plus. He happened to get this deal with a great real estate professional negotiating. He got it for only 320. But we went and I told him, if we can get this house appraised after all the work you've done and it'll be comparable to these other homes, we can consolidate all your debt into your mortgage, drop your payments, drop your interest, get rid of the PMI. He had only put down a 5% down payment. So he had that PMI payment, that mortgage insurance that's required when you put a low money down. See, what ended up happening was he ended up getting an appraisal on this house to refinance nine months or so after buying the house for $500,000. Bought it for three twenty, dollars put $40,000 in, appraisal for $500,000. That is equity right there. And this is, he didn't think it would be. I I thought maybe, you know, there's a chance. His risk was the appraisal, which cost him about 450 bucks. That was his risk. Worst case, he sticks with what he's got. Best case, we can refinance, we can incorporate the debt. So after the renovations, had he chosen to flip the house, he would have made 100 grand on that. Yes, but he needed a place to live. He made well, this yeah. house into his dream home. So what we ended up doing was that appraisal came in. We dropped his rate from four and a quarter down to three and a half. We eliminated the PMI because now he had over 20% equity in the home. So his total savings between the credit card debt we got rid of mm -hmm. and the PMI we eliminated with the interest savings by dropping his rate, $700 a month, this gentleman said. That's incredible. That is amazing. $700 a month. Not to mention it was in March, right as the pandemic was gearing up, this gentleman was self-employed. So I'm sure that $700 a month was a huge windfall when you look at that on a financial, you know, monthly income perspective. What are the different ways that someone could borrow a against their, you know, for a home improvements though. There's a lot of different options. You know, some people can do a personal loan. That's going to have a high interest rate. That's not secured by your property. And the terms aren't really flexible. Three years, five years, if you're lucky. I had a client last night say they wanted to do that. They went down to their bank. They only, they wanted to borrow $30,000. Their bank said, we only do personal loans up to 20 grand. I'm sorry. And this is a bank they had done business with for years, and they couldn't even get a $30,000 personal loan because of the unflexibility of their bank. So that's why don't really recommend that. Home equity lines of credit. That, you know, that used to be a common one. I'm not recommending that today because we are in a trending upward rate environment. Okay, as of the last couple months, we hit the bottom on rates really back in January. Now they're trending back up. A home equity line of credit, by definition, is an adjustable rate mortgage. It's not fixed. It's not locked in. If you take out one of those to do a $50,000 home improvement project, yeah, your payment might be $300 now, but what, a, what about a year from now? It's $500. What about two years from now? It's $800. And the, you're at their mercy. The bank has you right where they want you. That's why right now I'm not really recommending home equity lines of credit as good options for home improvement. The Really the king right now of home improvement loans, if you can get it, is a cash out refinance, a home improvement refinance where we actually pay off your current mortgage with a new mortgage for a bigger amount and you pocket the difference as we've discussed in previous to shows. To cover the renovations. To cover the, the renovations. And I'll tell you about a client of mine in Suffield, Connecticut. You know, similar to the last one, he had bought the house. He had a bunch of renovations that he wanted to do. 
And he had very low credit when he bought this house. He had a five and a quarter percent mortgage Ooh. on an FHA loan. Again, several years back, uh, put minimum down on it. This house needed a lot of work. He went ahead and he actually had some some money saved. So he liquidated some of that to do the renovations on the house. In his case, it went from 140, excuse me, $145,000 purchase price. And after one year later, he put in $25,000 and appraised at $218,000. That was the exact amount of the appraisal. Again, compounding his equity. So we did a, a refi one year later for him. We dropped his rate from five and a quarter to 3.75. Huge difference. We used the FHA loan once again because his credit was not excellent. Uh, and at that point, we cashed out $28,000, which paid off all that he had done to, to do that property. Would he have known that he could even do this and he even had this option had he not done business with you? He wouldn't have. We oh. had set it up from the beginning that he said, Rob, I'm buying this house. It needs a lot of work. I'm getting a killer deal from an estate. You know, it wasn't, they just wanted to get rid of it. He had been negotiating on this thing for a while and he got this amazing deal knowing I'm going to have to put a bunch of money into it. But by him putting all that money into it, Gary, he liquidated all his savings. He was left with no money in savings and even a little bit of credit card debt, which is, as you're hearing, yeah. it's so common because when you're halfway into a home improvement project and you find out I need five grand to finish, well, what are your yeah, there's, options? There's, there's overruns too. You gotta Always. swipe the credit card. That's what people do. That's in today's society, unfortunately, that's the American way. That's what people are taught. But what we did in the end is we replenished all of his savings paid off the small amount of debt. His mortgage payment went up 40 bucks a month. So he ended up with $28,000 in the bank and $40 a month more on his mortgage. Once we actually corresponded that new monthly payment with the credit card debt, this guy saved over $500 a month on his payments. <laughs> Are you guys starting to see the uh, actual opportunity that's here when you're using the mortgage as a tool for home improvements, for debt consolidation, for all these different things, you know? And the one other story I want to tell you real quick is a young couple in Danbury that had come to me. I'd worked with them a couple of times. They just had a new baby. COVID hit. The husband had to switch from going to the office every day to work Working from home. They needed $15,000. Young couple, barely any savings, just starting their retirement. That was it. They came to me and said, Rob, what are we going to do? We need this money to set up a home office. We've gotten quotes. It's $15,000. So they were at a 4.1% mortgage, four and an eighth to be exact, from a refinance we did about a year and a half to two years Prior to this, we brought them all the way down. This is in now mid-2020 as the rates were getting to their very historical lows. Got them all the way down to the mid-3% range on a cash-out refinance. We got them $15,000, and it cost them $11 a month. Their mortgage went up $11 a month for them to get this home office that they wanted, wow. dropping their rate. These are the opportunities when people open their minds. The reason that they came to me is because we had the dialogue. Yeah, See, right, right, right. they didn't know who to talk to. So in your opinion, what is the most efficient and lowest cost way to borrow for improving a property? It is going to be that cash out refinance right now today, because especially if you took out a mortgage when the rates were in the high threes, fours, fives even, now they're so much lower, 
and the home values have gone up. That was the key to this family in Danbury is they had so much equity built up in their home that they hadn't really been tapping at all. They were looking at personal loans. It was going to be like a 350, 400 a month payment for a three-year personal loan. You know, that wasn't realistic for them. They just had a new baby. Their budget was tight. That wasn't an option. When they just had the open mind and realized, wait, maybe Rob has an idea. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a mortgage strategy here that we can use the equity because it's just sitting there it's doing nothing we only need 15 grand we got 150 in equity there's got to be a way when i ran the numbers dropping their rate re-amortizing them back to a 30-year mortgage again they're young so it wasn't an issue re-amortizing that loan to see 11 dollars a month their payment went up to make this huge difference now the husband can work from home now their budget isn't struggling now they don't have to worry about a huge extra debt payment we just reconfigured their mortgage that was it and that's why the cash out refinance right now is the optimal wow. strategy to use for that. How much money can someone save monthly by extending the term of their mortgage? That answer really will vary, but the key that you said there is extending their mortgage. Nobody thinks about that. Everyone that takes a mortgage thinks initially that I'm going to pay this loan off. I'm going to take a 15-year mortgage. I'm going to put my nose to the grindstone. I'm going to pay this thing off over 15 years. But the average mortgage in this country only lasts around three and a half to four years, whether it's selling or refinancing. There's so much opportunity now for tapping equity, for buying other properties, for doing all these things. The low interest rates, the days of someone just taking a 30-year or 20-year or 15-year mortgage, putting their nose down and paying it off is very rare. So I have a particular client in Hartford that had a mortgage with 15 years initially. I had refinanced them many years back. Now they were down to nine and a half years. So they had paid five and a half years into this loan. Seeing the interest rate so low, knowing that they were going to be retiring in the next year, they're like, gosh, I'm not going to pay the house off anyway. I need to drop my expenses. They knew what their retirement was going to be. They knew what their social security, pension, et cetera, was going to be. There was no way they could have a good quality of life in retirement with the mortgage the way it was at nine and a half years left. We looked at the numbers. We took them back to a 15-year mortgage from that nine and a half years, it brought down their mortgage payment by $387 a month. It took them from being negative in retirement to being cash flow positive. That one little move on the chessboard. Wow. I, so you don't need to be making six figures in order to, to get a, uh, a $250,000 to $300,000 home? It really comes down to the debt ratio, the other debt that you have, not only your mortgage. There are people buying homes and refinancing that only make thirty and forty thousand dollars. Obviously, that's going to be on the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to price and mortgage amount. But a joint income, I see all the time in Connecticut, fifty to seventy-five thousand joint income, maybe up to ninety, a hundred thousand in the more expensive areas. You know, the days of needing to make a quarter million dollars. In most areas in Connecticut, that's not the case. Of course, there are some areas in Fairfield County mm -hmm. that are very expensive. The taxes are, you know, very high and you do need a lot. But for the majority of people, you're going to be able to get the mortgage that you need if you keep your debt levels low. Well, Rob, it's inspiring to really hear these examples, to hear these stories where you're hearing about somebody who, who can buy a home for under $200,000. They, they sink some money into it, do a, a do a, um, a cash out refinancing, right? And, yep. and then really do a renovation to the house, turn around and you, now you've got a house that's worth $100,000 more than what you paid for, mm -hmm. including that extra renovation. 
I mean, that's an investment, uh, you can, and that can theoretically be done in the course of 12 months. Absolutely, and it really comes down to wow. strategizing on it. There are certain home improvements that are going to add more value than sure. others. Yeah. Some of it, of course, is luck. You know, Some of these stories I've told you, people that bought their homes couple years ago that now due to the pandemic, due to these escalating values, now they're taking advantage. If somebody is looking at options for this stuff, now is the time to take advantage of it because we don't know how long this is going to last. Seeing some towns in Connecticut go up 20%, 30%, that's not sustainable. That's an initial pop. Is it going to go up another couple percent? Or is it going to stay stagnant? It could even go down. But what we know right now is that the home values throughout Connecticut are at levels they haven't been at in decades. And that's creating opportunity for people that already own their home. <sighs> Dropping the interest rate, like we said, is huge. And when people think about refinancing, that's all they think about. Oh, I'm going to drop my rate from three and a half to two and a half. That's the tip of the iceberg. If that's all you're looking at as a refinance, then you're really missing the boat on the opportunity, on the different options that you have. You really need to align yourself with a trusted advisor, with somebody that's had all the experience, that understands how to structure a refinance, how to look at your overall debt profile, not just the mortgage. We got to look at the mortgage, the credit cards, the auto loans, the student loans, the personal loans. Look at all of it, because if we can incorporate the mortgage into it, like we're talking about, you can save 500 700 $1,000 plus a month. You can get the money that you need to do what you want to do for 10, 20, 50 bucks a month, where you may be thinking, gosh, I don't want to borrow that. It's going to cost me 500 a month. It's going to cost these huge amounts because when you do the math on a calculator, on a personal loan or on another type of loan, it looks daunting. It looks just not really favorable mm. for you if you have a tight budget. So I would just say, don't throw in the towel until you get the numbers. Do a free analysis. Whether you call me or another expert advisor, talk to somebody to get these numbers. No, no, I'd, I'd, I'd be calling you. Folks, you're listening to uh, Mortgage Matters with Rob Weinberg. I'm going to give you that phone number if you if you like what you're hearing. I know I do. <laughs> I could tell you that. 860-413-3938. Uh, again, 860-413-3938. Now, uh, and I'm Gary Byron, of course. So what if someone had a low credit? before and now you know they've got better credit is there a benefit to refinancing yet again this is one of my favorite strategies that a lot of people leave untapped because i really refer to it as the two-step or the progressive refinance where you do one loan initially maybe it was the the first mortgage when they bought the house like the example i gave before with the gentleman with low credit he got a high interest rate he put a low amount down so he had to do an fha loan which has a high amount of mortgage insurance on that loan so the second step in that progressive strategy is once your credit is where it should be and what are we talking about credit score wise I would say high 600s, low 700s would kind of be that barrier to entry to get you out of that first time buyer or that initial mortgage and into something more favorable. So there's one client in particular that I helped buy a home four years ago in Simsbury. And they bought this property on an FHA loan. They have 26 years left, had paid in four years on a 30-year mortgage. And their mortgage had over $100 a month in the mortgage insurance, that PMI we're talking about. It was at four and a quarter percent interest. Again, back then, that was a great rate. The reason, not only their credit, but they had one particular issue. They had a bankruptcy only a couple years before buying the home. So they weren't eligible to get that conventional mortgage. But we had said initially, this is your starter mortgage. This is your initial 
We're going to have an opportunity to get you a better mortgage in the future. We stayed in touch. We did annual reviews with them every year to make sure that they were in the best loan. And then here, just in the last several months, they were able to now refinance into a conventional mortgage. We got rid of their PMI completely because now they had over 20% equity in the home due to the housing values going up mm -hmm. and their mortgage going down. Right. Those two things combined, they actually had a lot more than 20% equity in the home. Their mortgage before was 1614 dollars what what happened was we ended up dropping their mortgage actually i'm sorry their payment did go up 130 dollars but here's what they accomplished we took them from 24 years down to 15 years on their mortgage nine and years it, and it only cost them 130 dollars a month it saved 115 thousand dollars between the pmi we got rid of and the interest charges, because we took them down to a two and a quarter percent 15 year mortgage rate, which is probably the lowest or close to the lowest you've ever heard. Do you get more people who contact you as first time buyers or people looking to refinance? I get a lot of both. You know, people find me online now as a top lender in the uh, Connecticut just throughout with all my reviews and the reputation I have online. So I, I can't say it's 50 50, but every client that comes to me to buy a home. I set the stage with them that you are buying the home. This is the mortgage you're getting to buy that home. Mm -hmm. Don't think for a second that you're going to keep this mortgage for 30 years. The amount of people that actually do that is pretty much nobody. I, I can't yeah. tell well, you somebody why, why I know would you? that's it's, taken it's a 30-year mortgage and kept it for 30 years. At some point, the rates are going to change. At some point, you're going to have the equity buildup. At some point, you're going to have a change in your life yeah. that's going to require you to make that change. When people finally realize they can make these huge financial moves with really small cash flow changes, right, right. it becomes a no-brainer. It's just a matter of are you going to take the strategy? Are you going to listen to the advice? Are you going to take advantage? What about debt consolidation refinancing? Can you, I don't know, really quickly give us some examples of that? I'll give you a great example of that. Uh, I had a client also in Danbury down uh, Western Connecticut. They had owned their home around five years when they came to me. They bought it with a normal mortgage. They actually put down a nice down payment on it. They got money from their family who was very wealthy and they had some equity built up in their home, but they had accumulated about 35,000 in credit card debt just from various things, not necessarily improving the home, but just living life, right? Kids, dogs, the sure. whole nine. Right. So their credit card debt and their mortgage was $3,113 a month. That was the total of their debt. We refinanced wow. them to a new 30-year mortgage. Their credit wasn't that great because they had a lot of high high uh, debt ratio, you know, mm -hmm. high debt utilization. So we had to put them in a loan with PMI. We had to put them in an FHA loan. And people might be thinking, wow, why would you go to a loan like that that's less favorable than the one that you bought the house with. Well, here's the reason why. Their mortgage and credit card debt was 3,113. By refinancing into this new loan, their new payment was $2,218. Do the math on that, $895 a month savings. Okay, that is game changing for any family, especially those who are maybe on a fixed income or self-employed with irregular cash flow. $900 a month is life changing. But here's where it got really, really cool. And this is where the big mistake we've talked about people make when they do these loans is they just pay that minimum and they pocket the $895 a month. This lady said to me up front, Rob, I do want to pay my house off. I see getting rid of the debt as 
the lifeline that I need to pay the house off. So what she decided to do was take the almost $11,000 a year that they were saving and apply that to the mortgage principal. So they took a 30-year mortgage and they're on track to have it paid off in 13 and a half years. It's 162 payments. It's less than half the time. Without changing their budget, they just took the money that was going to the credit card debt, we reapplied it to the mortgage principal, now they're going to have the home paid off in less than 15 years, saves them almost $150,000 just in interest by paying that house off early. That, Gary, is what is available to people when they... Get out of the box and start looking at the opportunities that are available. And yet, sadly, Rob, nobody or not nobody, not many people are even aware of all of this, nor take advantage of these opportunities. They don't. It's usually because they're afraid with credit card debt. Maybe they're a little embarrassed about the situation they've gotten into, especially if they've seen their credit score drop maybe from what it was before. But really, they just don't have an advisor. Even a great financial advisor doesn't understand most of the time these innovative, modern refinancing strategies that are available. Three, four decades ago, no one was talking about debt consolidation refinancing. No one was talking about taking money that was going towards high rate debt and putting it onto the mortgage. Like this is all things that have really come about due to modern finance here in America. The only uh, word of warning is you don't want to increase those credit card uh, uh, charges again. Absolutely you know, not. You... That's how you screw it up. Yeah. And I tell my clients, now you've got a clean slate. We have completely changed your financial picture. Your credit cards are down to zero. Your credit score is going through the roof. You're saving all this money. There's only one way you screw this up. That Charge. one way is you get further into debt. And I will tell you, because I keep my clients accountable with these annual reviews, with this constant communication, most of the time, they don't get back into debt. <laughs> but sometimes things happen. No one expected the pandemic, and those things happen, and you have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to be nimble and change your financial perspective, change your financial strategy. That's what this refinancing, uh, really th this protocol we're going through, all these different ideas, that's what it's all about is putting something new, putting something that's outside the box, putting something that's maybe even a little bit scary, give it to an advisor, have a professional show you the way you can make the decision. But if you can qualify for any type of loan like we're talking about, any of these strategies, it will change your life. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters, Mortgage Matters radio show with uh, with Rob Weinberg. Rob, I always learn something new every time that we get together. I, I mean this. Um, this debt consolidation, cash out refinancing, it is so significant in the amount of money that people will save. It's not just going and talking to a mortgage broker or, or somebody, a, a mortgage advisor. I mean, you really show how it, how it's just it's much more than that. All the more reason why you need to contact Rob himself. It's very easy to do that. 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. It's life-changing. I mean, it really changes everything for you. Um, and, of course, you can always email this show. Very easy to do that. Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Once again, Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much to listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show. Until next Saturday, have a good one, everybody. So long.